Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Neurodiverse and Nigerian podcast. I am your host, David Abam, and I am Neurodiverse and Nigerian. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to episode one and two. I really appreciate the feedback that you guys gave me, and I'm using that to progress into this episode and maybe the next ones. I told you that this episode is going to be interesting and I hope you guys find it interesting. A few things before we start. I got an office desk and an office chair. Hell of a bargain. I think I got the desk for like, what, 10 pounds or so and the chair for nine. And they're really, really sturdy. Of course, they're secondhand and they're really fucking sturdy. I can now work off a desk and a chair rather than just working off my bed. I think it's more professional. Um, Second thing being, I hit a few new personal bests at the gym. If you're listening to this, you probably know or don't that I go to the gym and I've been consistent at the gym for about eight weeks now. I'm very proud of myself from being a couch potato. And um, I squatted 180 kilos for a three rep best. Very difficult. My form was way off, but the strength is there. I hit both on the incline bench press and the regular bench press 100 kilos, which is really fucking good. Um, my strength the form is really good too there but it needs a bit of work um today yeah that that's pretty much it but today i want to talk about adhd in education and this is because the week prior and the week of releasing this episode has been graduation week the graduation week for most of my friends so i just thought it would be best to talk about adhd in education uh, before I do that, I want to congratulate every single one of you who have finished from high school, GCSEs, university, whether it's undergraduate or master's uh, or even PhD and say that you guys have done really well. I hope you guys are so proud of yourself. And yeah, I, I'm really happy for you. Um, and yeah, I'm, re- I'm really, really happy for you. And I just thought that it's best to talk about ADHD in terms of education and how it could affect your education. If you're still in school, if you're thinking of doing a second degree, if you're thinking of doing a third degree, um, and I'm speaking from someone who has three degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Three degrees. Uh, my undergraduate, uh, my law school, and my postgraduate. Um, and realizing that I went through most of my life, all the way to 80% of my postgraduate studies, not knowing that I have ADHD, even though all the signs were there, I just thought it would be helpful to speak about it just in case someone thinks they might have it and things they can look out for and cope with and also my some of my friends are teachers so they can listen to this and get some insight as to what to think about um or what to look out for when teaching their students who may or may not have adhd um 
So yeah, let's just let's get into the podcast. So the way the podcast is going to be, let's get into the podcast. So the way the podcast is going to be structured today is I'm going to talk about ADHD and my experience with ADHD in high school, retrospectively, just thinking about how it affected me. Um, I'm then going to talk about ADHD in university or college, if you're American, and I'm going to give both the pros and cons of it and also discuss about um, just a few things you should note, you know, when thinking about it. Um, And then I do something quite exciting. I get a couple, I call a couple of my friends and ask them, you know, tell them, ask them to tell us who they are, um, when we met, how we met, and um, just the one time that they thought that, yeah, this guy probably has something going on for him or something, something a little bit, you know, skewed upstairs. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, um, ADHD in education and particularly in high school. Um, so I went to a boarding school and this recur, this is a recurring theme as to how my ADHD, um, showed up within that school. Um, so the first thing that, you know, I struggled with, as you probably would know, is difficulty in, in organization. I People with ADHD tend to struggle with organizing homework and managing their time effectively between um, homework assignments and other tasks and requirements and responsibilities. Um, personally, I struggled to study and finish assignments even during prep time. So because of the boarding school I was in, we had a set routine whereby um at the end of the day just before 10 p.m we have two hours in which we mandatorily go into the library or go into a classroom or i think what i remember is going into the dining hall because it was a really huge dining hall with like tables and chairs and uh, we would study there do our assess um our assignments there classroom uh, classwork there you know tests and exam prep there and personally I struggled to study during those times because I was always distracted or being the one distracting people and finish these assignments um and even during prep times I would I could barely go through half of my um assignments and eventually I'd have to force myself to stay back and work late into the night and to complete the assignments or I would gamble and take a gamble and try and negotiate within myself and ask myself which assignments I can afford not to do and spin, aka manipulate, the teacher into giving me more time um, or convince the teacher into giving me more time. Um, The second thing is forgetfulness. Um, We with ADHD tend to forget necessary materials, textbooks, assignments, pens, sets, um, and other things you need for class. Um, personally, for me, sometimes I actually bring like the wrong books for the wrong days. I would probably sometimes bring like Thursday books for Friday or Wednesday books for Thursday 
and just mix and match things. There's sometimes that I actually um, try to pack my bags for the next day and midway through packing my bags. So first thing I do is I come back, I unload my bag and then try and pack it for the next day. So the subjects that I have for the next day and in between the point where I unload and reload my bag, <laughs> reload, I unload and reload my bag. I tend to forget a lot of things. Uh, sometimes I would actually just pack a notepad and that would be the only thing, not even a pen because I'd have to borrow that, but just a notepad um, and go to class the next day and figure out that shit, I forgot my stuff or I broke the wrong books or I didn't even bring my assignments, you know, and it was difficult convincing the teachers that like this happens because once in a while yeah that's fine but going when you do it four or five times within a stretch of a month they tend to look at you as if you're actually you're, you're mugging them off like you're taking the mick um the next thing is inattention so this is pretty much straightforward but just gonna go into it um whenever people in adhd are in class particularly classes we struggle to um enjoy we would struggle to pay attention to what is being taught so for me um i tend to mask a lot with my adhd and um how it comes through so for me i tend to mask a lot um especially in my high school days and how it comes through is using half of my brain cells to stare intently at the teacher in order to give the false impression that I'm concentrating and I'll even sprinkle a little bit of ooh uh, and uh-huh uh-huh I'm getting you sort into that conversation while the teacher is speaking and my mind my actual mind my conscious mind is fully gone but I also learned this neat I also learned this neat trick um that I go i i did because sometimes the teachers would catch me off guard and try to make like an example of me um so what i would do with the neat trick is i would repeat the last two or so sentences um back to the teacher verbatim um because my brain could hear and store briefly what the teacher is saying and i'm able to so whenever they are whenever they call my name they're like oh david are you listening and then i repeat what they say back to them i did have this teacher though that called me out on my bullshits every single time and there was this one time um there was this one time, you know, she, she, you know, called me out on it and I doubled down. I was like, but I'm listening to you and like, I'm, I can prove it because you said X, Y, Z, A, B, C, one, two, three, whatever. And she starts giving me a personal lecture about how, you know, I'm not able, I wouldn't be able to half-ass it in university. And even though I half-ass it, I wouldn't go far in life, et cetera, et cetera. And I kid you not, yeah, halfway through her lecture, I zoned out. And <laughs> it's something in the eyes. You have to you have to know what you're looking for in order to know that I've zoned out. But it's really something in the eyes. I think my I think my pupils dilate whenever I zone out. So I zoned out halfway through her lecture to me. And safe to say she got so fucking pissed. And she wanted to like take me to the principal, but I called her bluff because how you how are you gonna tell a student? How are you gonna tell me that a student isn't listening if he can recall what you said to him? 
that was my that was my understanding yeah don't do that and sometimes i actually still do that now within conversations that i don't want to really continue but i can't really get out of um and i still but now i'm a lot better at it because i store really um, important information and i can go back and forth between like my zoning out and back into the conversation to see if they're saying anything important or to see if they're saying anything that needs to be like responded to then the next thing is impulsivity which comes up as speaking out of turn, disrupting classes, snarky remarks, blurting out answers, and all the way to skipping classes. Um, I never really skipped classes because I knew that I'm not able to read. Um, so it's just the things that I can pick up in class. My mom always says this. It's just the things that I can pick up in class that I would remember within the exam. And it's really followed me throughout, you know, my educational life. Um, so I don't, I didn't really skip classes and I didn't speak out of term because it was, a, it, it, they were, they were big on respect, poli respectability politics and shit. But I did disrupt, disrupt classes a lot. Um, and then the next thing is procrastination on assignments and assessments. And, you know, um, people with ADHD would tend to tend to procrastinate on assignments because they are not interested in it or they find it overwhelming. Um, and personally, for me, um, my procrastination came about again with the assignments, but also, um, during the holidays specifically, I would get holiday assignments and I'll procrastinate it so much so that it's not until I'm like, I move back into the hostels um, that I start doing the assignments. And sometimes I completely forget that this one teacher, maybe my French teacher or my arts teacher or my civics teacher has given an assignment and, I'm, and I didn't do it because obviously I didn't remember um and yeah but i would tend to do the assignments that i am interested in um so maybe it's my literature assignments and sometimes my fine arts assignments so a few things that like you know within high school i realized came really handy for me um is hyperfocus um Hyperfocus usually happens during my exam periods. I'm able to sit down for a prolonged period of time. I didn't really care about like the sports breaks that we had. I didn't really care about anything. I just wanted to um, ace my test, ace my exams, etc. Um, my creativity really, really shined through um, with the way I handled tasks. Um, and I had a really 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 great problem solving skill which really made me great at debating in um, high school so like I said a few of my friends are teachers and I hope and I actually kind of looking back at it yeah I wish that my teachers could have recognized the fact that I had ADHD and would have made reasonable adjustments for me um, I actually saw this video um, I can't remember it. I'll play it over this I take medication for ADHD. Open about that, right? Oh, yeah, and I've had it since second. You guys can discuss this. Yeah. 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 So, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I've had it since primary school. They've been telling my parents. I remember going to meetings, African parents. But they don't, I, I'll go home. Parents, yeah. yeah, my mum will beat me because she's like, "Why are you acting stupid? They think you're disabled." Cool. Is she? So 
Instead of my mum to go with it, the school can't do anything about it if my parents don't agree to it. Because schools have a thing where they can... By law, exactly. You know how schools can get you an EHCP plan, they can get your plan to support you to learn. If your parents don't agree to it, they can't help you. So I'm going through primary school, no help. Secondary school, I get to year 10, year 11, and they're like, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Very key. Do you know what I'm saying? And one teacher, there was this one deputy head teacher, Miss Burroughs, amazing, yeah? And you see how you're saying, if they try to understand you, that's all that needs to happen. Everything will work out. She tried to get what was going on with me, and she said, you know what? Forget about his parents. This guy needs help. She brought in someone special to help me for my last year, year 10 to year wow. 11. Yeah, to help me my ADHD. God Obviously, woman, she still couldn't get papers signed to get me medication or anything yeah, because yeah. my parents need to sign it. But she was getting people in to so get me passed. Pay attention to your education. And Do you know what I'm saying? Stuff. She got me in the gym. Instead of going to lunchtime because I was getting into loads of fights, mm. stupid fights. I just had anger issues. Like, I was yeah, playing yeah, football. Yeah. And I'll just get angry for no reason, okay? So instead of me going out for lunch, she got me in the gym. We used to have a gym in the school um, and do boxing with her husband, Mr. Burroughs. Yeah, so I was boxing. Yeah, yeah, so I loved it. Every lunchtime, I was making sure I was focused in class so I can actually get to lunchtime. That last year of school was like the best year because I was on it because she got me support. But this is what happens when you have help. This is what I'm saying. I get to college now. And in college, your parents don't need to really sign anything. Mm. Yeah. That's when I started taking medication. Yeah, at that point, mm. at that point you can kind of make your yeah. own decisions. Mm. And that's when it hit me that if my parents had kind of collaborated I'm with her, then it would have been more support. Mm. A lot of the kids we work with, being a teacher is an impossible job, by the way. Mm. You're trying to teach kids who are coming to school with a burden. They're coming, you don't know what happened, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and they're bringing all of that to you. And you're trying to do that in six hours. And one day I will actually get into this thing called the ADHD regret. Um, and in essence, it basically is anytime someone realizes that they have ADHD in their later stage, in the later stages of their life, they look back into their life and really regret it because they tend to believe that they could have succeeded further if they realized that they had ADHD because they would have managed it better. And yes, they might have been successful. They might be successful. Yes, they might be successful um, and they might have gone far. But that success and the, as far as they've gone is despite the ADHD and not because of it. Um, in another episode, I would really deal with that, but it's not for this episode. Um, so yeah, a few accommodations that and reasonable adjustments that could have been made is given clear and unamb unambiguous instructions as to what is expected for me, especially in mathematics, formula-driven things, etc. Another one would be taking regular breaks and allowing allowing us to, you know, break make breaks in between difficult tasks. Um, another one really would be allow me to fidget in peace. Um, I never really had clicky pens because I didn't really like them then. Um, so I would just fidget with my pen and I made sure that whenever I was fidgeting, I wasn't disrupting anybody. But like the teacher would just be annoyed but that my fingers are doing something. So I end up tapping my foot or something. Um, and, you know, I learned my maps. Another thing is that I learned my maps really, um, early on in life, but my teachers never really caught on with it. They thought I was making a jest of it and they thought that I was taking the mix. So anytime I would make a mind map about something, they would always like 
say, no, it's supposed to be this way, you know, really bullet points structured that way. I was like, I don't learn that way. I learn differently. So I should be allowed to learn differently. And the final thing is, <sighs> there's a million ways to skin a cat. Yeah. And for me, I always look for the most efficient way to skin the cat. That's metaphorically speaking. So one thing that I that usually does happen is particularly in like the science subjects such as math, physics, biology, chemistry, etc. Um, I find the most efficient way, which is different from the way that they are teaching it. And I can show my working and we all come to the same conclusion. Um, but they want it to be done in the way that they taught it. So it's just, they want it to be regurgitated, the information to be regurgitated back to them. And I'm like, no, that's not how it is. And I don't know if it's an ADHD thing or a Nigerian thing or just, or a Nigerian teacher's thing. Um, and I realized it's in my law school days that I, I really think it's a Nigerian like lecturer thing. They don't really want wide or different thinkers they want people who can cram and regurgitate knowledge it doesn't really work for me um so the next thing that i'm going to talk about is my adhd experience within my university days and this cuts across my undergraduate university days my law school days and also my um the 80 percent of my master's days when i didn't realize that i was working with a variation, with a varied brain, you know. Um, so in undergrad, I actually stopped half-assing school. Um, and this happened when I barely, just by the skin of my teeth, passed my first year. Um, I was literally two or three or so marks from, like, repeating the subject. Um, and not knowing that I had ADHD in my undergrad law school and, you know um by masters um it I, I really struggled in a lot of areas such as again time management um it was a real shock beyond the culture shock of moving to a different country to do to do like to continue my education it's a real shock going from the sort of education and teaching style that was used in my country to the very much more independent and self-sufficient and research-based learning environment um, and had to figure out a way to learn efficiently and prioritize my tasks and realize that I am the one who is really in charge of my life and I actually I actually have to put in the work you know to get far or to succeed and not fail in this university because my parents paid a lot of money for it I'm really like grateful to them and I'm really you know grateful to God I'm, I, 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 I was given the privilege to study abroad but it, it's it, yeah it sank into me in my second year um, and this is because I had the thoughts or the notion that you know First year doesn't really count to the final grade. Yeah, it doesn't, but the foundations that you build in the first year is what you carry through to through the next two years, unless you change them. Um, the second thing that I really struggled, the second area that I really struggled at was actually studying. Um, regular work 
or regular studying um, techniques don't doesn't really work for people with ADHD. Um, particularly for me, I tend to, if I have a lot of time to do something and I'm really interested in it, I can hyper-focus on it and get it done. Um, or I just wait until the last moment and then because of the pressure of the deadline, get it done. And when I do have the time to like get it done, I use what I call the sandwich technique, which is read a dopamine hit and a dopamine hit and then back to reading. Um, and that is I read for 20 minutes. I walk around, discuss with my friends, on my phone whatever gives me dopamine instant dopamine at that time i give it to myself at that time and then i get back into reading and because my brain can switch easily um i'm able to switch easily back into my reading mode um and then while i'm reading especially when i'm not hyper focused i ensure that i I'm eating snacks, I'm able to fidget with one hand and I'm like repeating the things back to myself. That's what really helped me and helped uh, me study best. It also boosted my happiness levels. Um, but that was like, what, 40% of the time? The other 60% was when I had the deadline come in and I had to like study on or hyperfocus due to that deadline. So there was this one time that at the start of the semester, I knew I had a 3,000, a 5,000 and another 3,000 word assessment all due back to back. So I believe the 3,000 was due on a Tuesday. The 5,000 was due on a Wednesday and the other 3,000 was due on um, a Friday within the same week. Um, I had done the prep, I had made the notes, I had made the skeleton of it, I've got, I've done the research for it, but it wasn't until 24 hours, sometimes even 12 hours before the work was due that I actually started typing. And, um, yeah, I was in the library all night taking 10 to 15 minute, um, power naps. Um, my university had this restroom which isn't a toilet it's it was literally called a restroom which had like bean bags really high chairs um um reclining chairs you know and like mattresses and pillows and shit where and even coloring books where you can just go and rest and relax from the stresses of the exam or test that you or assessments that you were trying to take um, and I would go there within the nights, take like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of a power nap and then back into the work. And because I've been blessed with the ability to sleep within two minutes by choice, um, I'm able to really get into it, get into the beanbag, sleep off and then get back, you know, wake up when the alarm goes off and then get back to it. So the next thing that I struggled, next area that I struggled with was test anxiety. And um, people with ADHD tend to have a heightened sense of anxiety um, for tests, exams, assessments and deadlines, which cause us to make stupid and rookie mistakes, even though we know our shit. Um, and this was really predominant in my law school days. Um, so in all of my educational career or in all of my education, I think the hardest thing that I ever completed was my law school. And the fact that I finished it one time 
I blown away, fucking blown away because the thing is from day one, there is so much like whisper within the walls of the classroom and even lecturers pushing this fear about like the difficulty of the final exams um, and how many people don't get through it, how many people have to resit, how many people fail, how many people drop out. And that was what made law school difficult. And it wasn't, the fear around it wasn't necessarily because it was an exam, because, you know, in law school, you had to do a law undergraduate degree in order to get in. But the fear around it was a few things combined. The first being that, um, they were all back to back. So I remember it clearly the first exam, it was a multiple choice question exam. It was on a Saturday. The first actual theory um, exam was on Monday. The next one was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I believe Friday or Thursday. I think we ended either Thursday or Friday, but yeah, it was back to back to back. And this was a huge shock for me coming from the fact that in my undergraduate degree, my exams have been and were spaced out by over a month, you know, and I had over a month to prepare from one exam to the other. So going from that to back-to-back exams made that difficult. And the other thing that made it really fucking difficult was the unreasonable standard of grading and it's not the fact that like they would mark you uh mark you down or something no what made it difficult was the fact that normal people would graduate or normal institutions would graduate their students with an by an average of all their scores of all their results that doesn't happen in law school in law school you graduate or you finish with your lowest score there are a few subjects that I'm going to talk about, like corporate law, civil civil litigation, legal ethics. Let's say you get a first in corporate law, civil litigation, criminal litigation, and then you get like a 2-2 in legal ethics. You will graduate with a 2-2. It doesn't matter if you were the highest scoring person within that place, you will still graduate with a 2-2 made no fucking sense to me up till now it still makes no sense to me um so that you know the knowledge of that was primed within us from the first lecture you know it was primed within us from the first lecture and it it just kept on being hammered into us so i grew anxiety out of it you know some people had like mental breakdowns um and i remember this very one time that I had the biggest panic attack in my entire existence. Um, and I was walking towards where like the shops were and the panic attack started. And I couldn't, I couldn't see, I couldn't breathe. My chest felt like it was punched and like it was, there was a gaping hole there. My legs gave out and I just sat on the floor for about what felt for what felt like forever and I just sat there and I was just thinking I was like is it so hard 
you know, yeah, that was that was the biggest panic attack I'd, I'd ever received. I actually thought I was going to die. Well, beyond my first one, which really, really was scary. Um, that panic attack, I remember clearly, like literally vividly. I can tell you the color of the tie I was wearing and like even the color of my socks and shit. It was it, it was it was one hell of a panic attack. And I was alone. Gratefully, I was able to deal with that alone because yeah, I don't know what my friends would have done if they had seen me that way. But yeah, that's that's text, test and anxiety. And thankfully, I graduated first time, one time, you know. So another thing is attendance and punctuality. Like I said, even all through high school, um, my attendance was top notch. Um, and this was because I learned best in class um, rather than on my own. And between time blindness, I would be late to class. But another thing is in my undergraduate degree, I actually maintained an average of 94% attendance. Um, and I don't think that was due to my ADHD or despite my ADHD, that was because of my visa requirements. So because of my visa requirements, they... It, it was stated that like if you miss a certain amount of classes or if your attendance falls below a certain amount your visa can actually be revoked um and i didn't want that i genuinely didn't want that i don't think anybody would so next thing is distractions with someone who has someone who has adhd would tend to be distracted by the things that actually interest them and when you're in university the whole it pretty much is like a control not not control a controlled version of the world whereby you can do anything and everything you want um and depending on how large your school is you know and how versatile um diverse your school is you know there are more things that can interest you so for example, in my undergraduate degree, I was really, really, you know, um, focused on church and I was like a member there and I was even like part of the leadership team there. In my law school, I was just focused on dealing with my country and surviving the trials of being in this country, of being in that country. And in my master's degree, I actually picked up American football, which I really, really enjoy and I really want to get back into it. But I just think about how much pain i was in and how much i was just on um, the things i was doing to just manage that pain it wasn't pretty it wasn't pretty and you know i this is a tangent but i the other day i went to watch the um local football team the local american football team play another team um and there was an injury on the pitch and the person broke their tibula, their fibula, had multiple lacerations and has to undergo surgery and is out of commission. They, from what I read about on the Instagram post, they wouldn't be able to walk for, they wouldn't be able to put any sort of pressure on their leg for three months and they wouldn't be able to walk for an additional three months. Um, I will put the person's, um, GoFundMe because the person has a family and they would be, they won't be able to work, you know, so I'll put their GoFundMe, please do donate if you can. Um, but I saw the injury and 
it was brutal and i just asked myself do you want to go back to that like god really protected me during my american football season because really the only thing i broke was a couple of fingers you know but the injuries that were sustained by other players not ideal not ideal at all yeah um just before i move on to the next segment there's a few there are a few other things that i would really like to stress um within this episode about adhd and those are such as the fact that um adhd can and also does affect information processing um memory and concentration which leads to tremendous academic challenges um i would also like to stress the fact that we need reliable people with adhd need a reliable stable and supportive system um from families friends to professors teachers and academic advisors who would help them through those challenges and help them really excel despite the adhd and use the adhd to the best them to their advantage um i also need to really stress that research into accessibility and accommodations should be made um by students and should be actually sensitized by um the university to teach people that they may or may not have ADHD because there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who a lot of organizations out there who actually do help people with ADHD I would link in the in the notes um if I can find it um some helpful tips and some helpful links um for students with ADHD I believe they give like a laptop and some other really important materials for it um and finally most importantly is awareness I don't think the university particularly my university does enough to raise awareness about ADHD within it and as such there's not enough accessible there's not enough accommodations made for people with ADHD and there's not enough um, people who know who might know that they have ADHD um so that's why I made the podcast so that if anybody stumbles across it and is in university or is in school and they think they might have it they actually can get the help that they need and succeed further within their education and succeed further within their um, life you know so if you know anybody with ADHD or might that might have ADHD or is in university share this podcast with them they might resonate with a few things and it might start them on their own journey of discovering their ADHD or discovering that they might have something different now the next segment that i really would enjoy is calling my friends so i called up a few of my friends um and asked them to ideally tell me or remind me of situations whereby my ADHD was really ADHD and here it is okay so who are we talking to now what's your name and how did we meet Sadiq. You're on the phone with Daniel. Hi, this is Jake. I'm Tulu. Speaking to Oko. You are speaking with Zachary. Um, uh, your cousin Daniel. Yeah, no, so how did we meet? How did we meet? Um, we met during a 
Really? Um, sorry? Yeah, really. Go on. Yeah, it was um, MMA session. I think it was... Um, we were doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that day. I remember because I was rolling with you and I was just like, fuck, how am I going to lift this fat motherfucker off me? Shut <laughs> <laughs> But I see yeah. that I see that you've been training since. Sorry? I see that you've been training since. Oh yeah, no, I've been training now since then. Yeah, so yeah. you probably can now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, who knows? Oh, how we met. It was one it was like one crazy thing like that on Saturday. Was at the party. Mm-hmm. I think it was an hangout in South End. Yeah, South End, South End, yeah. South End, yeah. We had a Nigerian hangout, mm-hmm. and we met. And fortunately, they said you live in Canterbury, and I was, I was really happy to, to know that I have another Nigerian brother living in Canterbury. I swear, you picked me up. I, by the way, guys, like this guy, this 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 nigga is skinny as fuck. Like I feel, <laughs> I tried to pump him with food just so they can't be like my friends don't eat please it's, and he picked me up no but i think i think that like, you were very very drunk on that day you know yeah i was very drunk i remember giving you one very big ass hug yeah <laughs> <laughs> at first i was like whoa hold on <laughs> pause nigga um in lagos when you were born you weren't even conscious yes, you weren't even sentient at that point Yes, I was. I was at least one years old. Nah, you you weren't sentient when I was born. Don't worry about that. Um, foundation. Okay. Um, in twenty what twenty fourteen? Yeah. Yeah, foundation twenty fourteen. I can't remember like the specifics. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely like in foundation. I think. I think it was in class one when one of our teachers said some dumb shit, and we just looked at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I just knew that now I will be friends with this nigga for a while. <laughs> and like that eye contact, that like that, like I um, because we always talk about this as don't we? Like we have that like telepathy. Literally the wildest telepathy. Like I said, if we can actually read each other's brains, it's crazy. It's so crazy. You know, in like the office when like you don't, you haven't seen the office. Have no, you? I haven't. to say any sort of words yeah and it's so crazy because like it even happens over the phone as well like over the phone over text literally literally so we met in at the university of kent in 2015 okay i met you in church yearly uh, i can't remember the first time we actually met but I mean, I just remember you were very like outgoing, full of energy. We met in Global International College. We we're doing our foundation together. Um, and when was when's the one time or when was the f- 
one occasion that you actually realized or recognized that now something really isn't like regular or typical about this guy <laughs> probably when you were watching Megas XLR and you what's the what's the what's the thing you did you, you run across the table and like fell up broke broke glass I put my legs straight <laughs> through that table oh my god yeah I don't I was even... like yeah this guy this guy's head there's, there's something not, not working right <laughs> No, I, even until today, I still don't know why I was so excited Because it wasn't just that show There was something I was more excited about But I don't even know we were, I was literally just like Because we both ran into the room But I ran and sat And you ran and jumped Tried to jump the table And yeah, little emergency Nigga, was it little bitch? <laughs> Fuck, you. <laughs> Fuck you Fuck you, man <laughs> <laughs> But go, no, but go. Okay. You had already primed me though, because you had already told me. And then it just made it more obvious, like when, when I'll be talking to you, and then you just, or even when you be talking to me, and then you just lose your train of thoughts and go down another tangent, or <laughs> you can just stop talking altogether and just be on your phone. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> 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 No, I do remember living together and I was moving a little bit mad sometimes. I would literally be mid-sentence and then just be like, nah, I've completely forgotten what I was trying to say or the point yeah. I was trying to It's the lateness. It's the lateness for me. I'm fucking um, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lateness for me, but I always thought that that was just down to you being Nigerian and doing Nigerian timing. Like, I never really internalized it to be ADHD. ADHD. Until maybe like later on, like when I myself started to understand more about ADHD in general, even though I don't have it, but I started to learn more about it because more and more people were talking about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. That, I would say that that's the, that's the one thing. Because other than that, I wouldn't really say that anything else has been too prevalent, at least to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the one time it really sh uh, shined forth was when like we had that bottomless brunch that I organized and I was late <laughs> for. That you organized and you came later than everybody else. In the Bruh, room. it was insane. It was insane. To be, to be fair though, so thinking back now to uni times when we'd be studying, we'd be in the library and all of that, and you know we'd I don't know get distracted or whatever. Mm -hmm. Looking back now knowing what i know now maybe i could say that okay that could have been a trait but also that could have, I, I also just thought that that's just us procrastinating like as as people do when it comes to exams and coursework and all that do you get what i'm saying yeah i get what you're saying i get what you're so, saying yeah i get what I you're never, saying yeah it wasn't until i you know took a step back and also like learned more about adhd myself mm -hmm. that i put the pieces together so yeah i think one time we were out or something like that yeah and uh, we're talking about something, and I think you, because we're talking about it, you just looked away, and I think you were very wrong on that day, you, were, you weren't under the influence of anything, and like, you just, like, we were, like, really, like, involved in a serious conversation, and like, you just turned, and like, you turned back, and you're like, yo, what have we been talking about, but I'm just in a guy, <laughs> this guy normal. 
Listen. Do you know what's so funny about this? This happens a lot. But that day, I think that day was quite peak because of what we're talking about. I think what we're talking about was quite serious and quite important. So I was like, wow, this is peak, man. Yeah. Which other instance? There's too many classic ones, man. Too many classic ones, man. Too many classic ones. Like the normal one that happens, the normal one that happens, we'll be on the phone, we'll be talking. This is another talking example. We'll be talking about something on the phone. Then uh, let's say we're talking about um what do we normally talk about? Let's say we're talking about tech, something tech related. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then for you, just like, oh, my dog this. And I'm like, what's the conversation? Mm-hmm. Like, what? listen 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 if you understand the multiple conversations that i have with my with myself you'd understand why it correlated and it's like catch up bro it's like catch up catch up well how does tech and your dog like how does that relate if i can remember the conversation specifically i can show you how i draw those analogies Let's see, we can be talking about like the latest Apple events and like the new products that they've rolled out and everything. Mm-hmm. And you just be like, oh, Troy did this or Troy did that. It's like, <laughs> make it make sense. Make it make sense. Now, okay. Like, to us, your audience, or to me, like, like, it's so confusing. Make it make sense. How do you correlate this with this? Like, it does not make sense. No, it, it does it does to me and in my mind it does but trying to um communicate that and articulate that to someone else is just the difficulty to me to be honest sometimes i feel like you um i think this is probably when you're drunk more than anything to be honest you have seen me drunk a couple times i can't lie so yeah go yeah on. yeah i think like when you're drunk is like when it most comes out i feel like sometimes you're just a bit extra um but it's hard to describe what extra is i know but like i feel like in the moment i'd have to point it out ah fair enough fair enough fair enough yeah yeah fair enough no i appreciate you saying that i appreciate you saying that yeah not him saying me but it's like in the moment thing so i can't i can't really fully recall any specific moment yeah yeah, I can't properly describe it. No, that's okay. That's okay. You are never ready. For what? Ready for what? Ready for anything. Because every time you tell me, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes, I'm dead. And you're still not ready for wherever we're going to. You're probably still arranging something. Or still trying to get one thing done. The fact that this just came literally out straight up, like you didn't even have to think about it. First of all, fuck nah, you. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I don't have to think about it because every time then you tell me, please give me 10 more minutes. I give you another 10 more minutes. Then you tell me, okay, 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 okay. You remember this time we're going, we're going to the club with some of our friends? And you said that you give you 10 minutes that you'll be right outside. You took you more than 20 minutes before you even came outside. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Like, I have ADHD as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like other people's experience with this. 
I don't know if like you can spot someone who has ADHD being like someone who has ADHD yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it is for like other people to spot other people who have like ADHD. But for me, I feel like because the way that our conversation goes, like even this one conversation that we're having right now, like we've gone, I could literally jump from different topics to different topics. And like that's, and we've known each other for a while as well. So like, I think just because I'm, I'm, I only recently realized that I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because we've known each other for so long, and then we've both had ADHD, obviously, for so long, mm-hmm. the way, like, our conversation just bounces like, off from like, each other. Like, yeah, we don't even finish like, our sentences. So many different <laughs> tangents at different times. And I think it was only until, like, I got diagnosed that I realized that, like, oh, shit, this person definitely has ADHD as well. Yeah. So yeah. The way like our conversation flows, the way like we forget things, it's just it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was what became really obvious to me after I got my diagnosis. I was like, oh shit, yeah, you definitely have it as well. Yeah, if no, I have it, you have it. I I think it's why we even work so well, to be honest. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so so much for this. Thank oh, you so so. Much. You know when you usually came for my teachers conference and stuff in secondary school in bna teachers conference parents teachers conference like visiting day now and though not the regular visiting day the visiting day that you go and speak with my teachers and ask uh, ask how i'm doing and all of that what do they mm. tend to say what what, what what did they tend to say what, what were their normal remarks Day. Yes, yes, I forgot to ask the word. He's very intelligent, but he's playful. If only he can be serious with his work, <laughs> he would do a lot better. If only I can, without any exception. Only if only I can like sit down and read. Isn't that what they say? Mm. Yeah, if only I could sit down and read. Well, if only they could make it more interesting, I I would have been more engaged. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. I really want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I really enjoy making this podcast. It's it's a really interesting thing because as much as I'm telling you, as much as you're learning, I'm learning too. And the more engagements, likes, clicks, shares, feedback that I get, it just pushes me to do it more to produce more episodes and to produce more content for you guys um i really hope you guys gain some insights about um adhd within the context of education i want to say congratulations again to all of you who graduated from whatever you graduated from whether it's high school gcses um university college masters phd and i hats off to you i salute you i fully respect you guys for doing that i fully really respect you guys for doing that and i will catch you guys in the next episode you have a fantastic week ahead of you goodbye